dogs. Welcome back to another episode of Dogs Off the Leash. This episode, we are focused on the NFL draft. Uh, at this point, we might as well call it uh, the NFL 2022 dog defensive draft, just the way it went. Kirby Smart and the UJ Bulldogs have made a statement in the first round with more to go. Five first rounders off the board. There was a lot of, dis- there was a lot of conversation about who was going to go number one, who was going to go number one. The Jags decided. From what they who they talked to in the film that they watched, that Trayvon Walker would be the number one pick overall, uh, historic landmark for UGA Keegan. Uh, your thoughts on the night? Your thoughts on the first round of the 2022 NFL Draft? Well, I was a little bit surprised that Trayvon went as high as he did, but I do think that he obviously has put in the film and the work and has the quality resume and along with the athletic gifts to really be like a work in progress, you know, like you, you don't come out of college just living into the number one draft pick kind of hype, right? You, you get picked and hopefully you go to organization that can develop you. And uh, I think on paper, that's what they're looking at. You know, they're looking at this guy as someone that, yeah, he was really, really good in college, but they think he can be an NFL level star. And I don't argue with that assessment. I was happy for Georgia. Big news about that pick. It solidified Georgia's top spot tied for first in the most number one picks of all time, which is pretty cool. Which is And really for me, yeah, it just kind of solidifies what Kirby's been able to do, the amount of talent he's been able to bring in, the guys he's been able to develop and you know, an overall great night, and I have other thoughts about uh, some some potential major snubs in the Kobe Dean. But other than that, historic night for Georgia, historic night for the defense, and really just bringing together everything that the brand is standing for, everything that Kirby's wanting to do, and everything that we know as fans, having that elite, super-studded, talented defense that won this national championship so it all kind of came to fruition and apparently the nfl scouts and the people writing the checks agree heavily so something something to that something to that that's huge and in kirby's short amount of time as the head football coach at uga i want to just go back to some of the comments that other rival fan bases and even some within our own fan base used to say the oh kirby can't develop oh we'd much rather have dan mullen than kirby uh kirby can't you know kirby can't recruit let me let me just go through the resume just real quick now kirby has now had just of number ones pure number ones kirby has now had the number one overall recruit the number one overall class slip in the number one overall defense in his tenure we've won the sec we've been number one in the rankings made the college football playoff a couple of times, now national champions, had the number one overall draft pick, and it looks like we're on on course to set records while in the draft because we have uh, so many more people who haven't been drafted outside the first round. These are just contributors, not even all like 
because we, we rotate guys. I think that's the thing about Trayvon Walker. People forget, like he doesn't have the stats of Hutchinson. He doesn't, you know, why don't they play him the whole time? That's never been the UGA defense's MO. We have so many talented guys rotating. That's why you're seeing a bunch of people like Devontae Wyatt going at number 28. Some of these guys that are staying and putting in the work who didn't come out of high school, who didn't even come out of uh, college, you know, just that guy. Trayvon Walker's got the body and the frame. He's projected to be a monster just because they didn't have all the stats doesn't mean the talent isn't there. And I think the Jaguars recognize that. But going down the list, Jordan Davis uh, comes off the list at number 13 for the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles really do like their defensive tackles bulky and uh, Jordan Davis fits that style for sure. He's going to be, he's a run stuffer by definition. He's going to be in there. Uh, what they want to see from him is a little bit more pass rush consistency. So uh, great for Jordan Davis and um, got a couple of jumps before Quay Walker goes, but I wanted to touch on the Atlanta Falcons draft pick. Um, you know, my pet peeve was front offices. This draft says a lot about your team, your front office and what they're doing. Did you have any opinions or thoughts on uh, Atlanta's draft with Drake London, wide receiver out of USC? Well, I'm not that familiar with him other than if he's on draft boards ahead of like uh, Jameson Williams and some of these other Trayvon Burke, some of these other like big name guys that are receivers that we know against in the SEC. I mean, these scouts don't make, Sometimes there are some snubs, but obviously something about Drake London. I mean, his tape is amazing. He's a super talented player. His statistics add up. I mean, he's got all the on-paper intangibles, but uh, I haven't really – you know, I'll have to do some more research into exactly what scouts are saying of, that is setting him that much ahead of some of these other elite receivers. But the Falcons, as far as a fit, a team fit needs, you know, that's Kyle Pitts, now uh, Drake London. Um, I don't know if it's going to be Marcus Mariota or a future QB thrown to these guys, but that'll be good. But it really shores up kind of what's been going on with uh, with the Falcons and their their situation with Calvin Ridley. Right. Uh, he's he going to be at least missing some games more than likely this season if he stays a Falcon. And honestly, look, I mean, there's a good chance he won't be in a Falcons uniform at least. Right. Per he's done for, he's done for the season. First off, he's done for this season. Will there be more yeah. questions next? Will he even be a Falcon? Those are, those are legit questions. Yeah. So, I mean, I think with that in mind, I think it's a really solid pick. And, you know, I think that, uh, so far the Falcons have done nothing but exceed pretty low expectations. And their, their front their front office has made a whole two steps forward because uh, so far they have zero bust and a really high caliber pick in Cal and uh, Kyle Pitts. You know, for me, when whenever I'm looking at like I, as a fan, you have to weigh the immediate success you want and the long term success you really like your soul and your uh spirit of mind need as a fan if you're wanting that like maintain success over the long haul so there are a few guys like i would have loved it if they just went and like got malik willis like honestly like like i think this cat could be a baller like there's some there's some guy there's obviously georgia players that i wish they would have gotten i wish they'd have gotten nicobe dean in that in that spot as early since no one else was going to uh draft him um in the first round they're all good I, picks but it's value right it's about where you're getting the picks just as yeah. much as about who you're so getting. 
So I think for for a uh, above table looking at you know how well our staff has you know uh, looked at the talent and looked at the team needs. I think as far as that goes, I give the grade an A. And then as far as Keegan's grade for a fan, I'd give it a B because I'd like to have seen a Georgia guy or a uh, potential QB. But the Falcons have the 43rd pick in the second round. So there's a chance that a uh, sleeper QB could be there, you know, a a next big star that people are kind of sleeping on. Uh, I feel like just the younger generations have better QBs. It's just like the younger generations in basketball have better shooters. It's just like these, these quarterbacks start off in elite, passing camps in like sixth grade so I just don't think we quite understand how much better the talent pool is getting because they're just that much more prepared by the time they get to college like out of college they can step in more often than years past because they have you know they've been getting trained up a lot you know earlier in life so they're the talent really is uh there and a lot of like college programs are going to pro offenses so there's like less a little bit less of a transition so um, so that, that's what I'm looking at as a fan and we can move back to Georgia football, but, uh, you know, looking at that 43rd pick, maybe Pickens will be around. That would be amazing. I, I think he might get snagged before hand and they just got a receiver. So that seems, you know, little less likely, but there's some hope for that. And then also, yeah, maybe that, that second round sleeper QB. So that's kind of what I'm looking at that. Now, the only thing I really want to talk about, we can talk about it all, but I am pissed off that N'Kobe Dean did not get drafted. Not because, you know, I got a, I had a bet on it or nothing, but I just feel like it was a big snub. Like, man, like this dude is a, like to me, like as great as Jordan Davis is, like he might've been like the media face of, of the defense and as, as great as Trayvon Walker is, he might've been the talent of the defense. And maybe Quay Walker just, uh, you know, oogles the, uh, you know, something about like his his athletic intangibles and his stat sheet, you know, sticks out to people. And, you know, Lewis seen a headhunter, like all these guys are great players. But to me, I watched I watched the whole season, every single down, every single minute, uh, every snap. Nicobe Dean is the MVP of this defense. Like, I don't think Georgia gets the success that they have without the heart and soul of their defense in the Kobe Dean. Like I, I know they're super talented. I know they're super well coached, but as good as the Kobe Dean is as a talent on the field, the QB uh, communication abilities and the leadership was unmatched and his clutch playmaking was unmatched. And that to me is the, if that doesn't speak future NFL star, I quite don't know what does. What are your thoughts? And rarely on on a player do UGA fans, avid UGA fans, and the entirety of Twitter agree. All I saw from ESPN analysts, from from people who aren't Georgia fans at all, aren't aren't even like pro-Georgia or pro-SEC, whoever gets in the Kobe Dean's getting a steal. Whoever gets in the Kobe Dean's getting a steal and listed every single trait that you just mentioned. A big surprise for me, but again, when these teams are drafting, some of them are drafting on field production. I mean, uh, what's the, is it, is it Butkus or the Bednarit, Bednarit's defensive line and then Butkus is linebacker or best yeah. defensive player? Either way, George, George has got them both. The best D lineman, the best linebacker, best defensive player. Um, Nicobe Dean is going to be that guy. He is going to be every bit of a Roquan Smith. He'll, he'll grow a little bit. He's a little bit younger too. So I think that's kind of against him, but 
no worries. He'll get a huge contract one day, and I know he's not sweating bullets. It is kind of embarrassing to get invited and not go first round, but that's the reality of the situation. It's not about how good you are. It's about team needs at a position. A running back hasn't even gone yet. Running backs can be yeah. the faces of a franchise, but because of their short shelf life, you can't – again, it's about value. You can't use first-round draft picks on running backs often unless it's just like a heads and tail Saquon Barkley. And look at him, injured. Haven't even heard about him for two years. <clears throat> right. But to keep moving with the Georgia linebackers, Quay Walker goes at number 22. And again, not as good as Nakobe Dean, but the physical attributes, the scouts must have loved it. And he ends up in Green Bay with Devontae Wyatt, who goes at number 28. So it's a reunion that? in Green Bay, right? Eric That's Stokes, cool. their first-round quarterback, cornerback uh, that uh, Packers picked, now joined by a defensive lineman and a linebacker, both from UGA. So the, the good news is, is they get to keep the G. They just got to change the colors. That's now. all they got to do. They ain't even got to move. So like, it's easy. It's a, it's a, what do they call it? A uh, soft flex. <laughs> what do they call it like an easy flex, whatever. But um, and then before we get too far, I wanted to hit number twenty six too, because Jermaine Johnson got drafted <clears throat> as well. And while he, we're not going to get the credit for that draft pick, he did make a short stint, make a short stop at UGA and could not find playing time to go on to Florida State and lead the ACC in numerous defensive stats. I want people to understand what Kirby is doing with these defenses. Like, real quality players are having to leave just to get some playing time. That, that speaks volumes within itself and impressive and um i mean first round draft first round draft pick can't find room on your defense that's a lot uh but Devonte wyatt real quick um i thought it was hilarious you know watching these families when these people get drafted you know trayvon walker and his family they're sitting on the couch didn't make any noise just sitting there just like oh got the call oh congratulations congratulations <laughs> and then Devonte wyatt is in atlanta it looks like he's like at a bar or at a club like with his family and a bunch of friends and everybody in there is like, Hey, we did it, bro. Hey, we made it. Hey, we made it. <laughs> like, talking about, we talk about we like, bro, we've been with you since day one. So a lot of these guys' lives are going to change, but they're football players and they're getting paid now in college. So like they know what it's about, but I just thought that was hilarious. Devonte White going from community college to first team, all sec to a first round draft pick. I don't want to hear this crap about Kirby can't develop no more. That, that shit's put to bed, okay? Buried yeah. and gone. So let's just stop all that. And shout out to the defensive line coach, um, Trey Scott at UGA. He struggled early on, but since then, it's been churning out production, uh, developing, and now the drafts to support that. So hats off. Um, and quick shout out to number 29, pick overall, Cole Strange, offensive lineman from Chattanooga. Uh, he is now the highest player to come out of Chattanooga since since anybody is it is terrell owens terrell or? owens yeah. my guy and that was not rehearsed or practice good stuff yeah terrell owens went a little bit later um but yeah they really like this cold strange dude chattanooga doesn't get a lot of shine so i figured i'd just hop on that real quick <laughs> and then to wrap up the first round lewis scene to the vikings number 32 making it five first rounders all from the same unit all defensive players for Georgia. That is a record in itself, and that speaks a lot to why we were champions. I think people are like, oh, well, Alabama, you know, they didn't have the wide receivers. Bro, look at what Alabama had to deal with. You know, like, it's not so much about Bama and what they did to lose. Look at what we did to win. 
You scored 18 points with a Heisman caliber quarterback. Uh, the Heisman quarterback, excuse me, not even caliber. Like, so we went to work. So um, Kirby just putting in work and just wanted to hop on and make a quick podcast. Keegan, any any other thoughts on like, what you've seen so far and then who you're expecting to come off the board uh, today, day two, and maybe even down the road in day three? Well, I think N'Kobe Dean and George Pickens, if they're not second rounders, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, both of those guys, like, my thing is, is, like, it can be a blessing and a curse getting drafted at a certain spot. So, like, honestly, long-term, my biggest hope for both of those guys is they end up on playoff-caliber teams, playoff-caliber organizations that got their shit together. You don't want to uh, end up in the situation where your development is stunted or whatever. So, you know, uh, George Pickens, like, I saw Lamar Jackson had tweeted out about how uh, someone had said, oh, like, George Pickens would look good in that purple and black. And he's, he had tweeted at that tweet and said, uh, target dot, you know, target emoji and said, Oh yeah, like that looks good. Or, you know, is this kind of like saying he was down with it? That, that could be interesting. So, I mean, you never know, uh, you know, like McCall Hardman is, is a great example of this. You know, he didn't go immediate in the draft, but he went to a great organization and uh, dude has been clutch. He's gotten uh, another contract, um, some more money from uh, from Kansas City, and you know really has played a pretty pivotal role. And um, you know the Patriots have picked up some of our guys in later rounds, and they've made major uh, playoff contributions. I remember Sony Michelle was like one of those guys when he was with them. And uh, so you know that sometimes it's it's a blessing to go to an organization that's winning because i mean i know having a lot of money is great but it kind of sucks when you're playing on a team that is no good and uh you know it makes maybe for a better story long term but i'm hoping some of those guys go to some good organizations and those are the main two i'm thinking am i am i missing someone off the top that uh that that might be uh going quickly on this um, you, uh, Nicobe Dean, Jamari Sawyer, George Pickens, James Cook, Zamir White, Justin Schaefer, uh, and John Fitzpatrick. I, I figure those two to be okay. So, at, yeah, I would at think the, at the tail end, guys, I, I would think Jamari Sawyer and Channing go. Tindall and Channing Tindall, excuse me. And, yeah, so, yeah, both, both of those, uh, I think Sawyer will be a second rounder as well. I mean, we might see four. Georgia second rounders you know for all we know it um, I think we should honestly because like you said it's a lot of it's a lot of good talent and a lot of quality picks and this is where you really want to see those like depth chart picks anyways like yeah. once you got the headliners like Nakobe can come and contribute some places maybe he's got to wait a couple years uh Pickens Pickens is the first rounder Jamari Sawyer is the first round guard I don't care what anybody says that's what I'm saying I, I, don't, I don't care what anybody yeah. says James Cook with the receiving ability I expect him to go over Zamir White who will still go because he's still a quality running back and then you've got you know the people that weren't weren't thrust into starting positions whether talent wise size wise whatever and Schaefer and Fitzpatrick you know yeah. those guys but still athletes but you know maybe not as polished at this point so yeah, we can, we can do a uh, roundtable review maybe like next week sometime. Just yeah, absolutely. Go. After two and three go, maybe just do a whole synopsis on like how the whole draft went for UGA and uh, teams that we're interested in because there's there's going to be a lot um, change from here to there and numbers just going up and, and we'll just have to see how it goes. Exactly. Yeah, I think that that'll do for today. And 
We'll see who the Falcons get. Hopefully, the Falcons <laughs> snag some of these uh, late later round dogs. That that would make me. Yeah, happy. and we'll see. And again, it's not not so much about the sexy all the time. Sometimes it's just offensive line, defensive line, protecting your quarterback, and you know, starting really, really interior and building the team out. So, uh, Keegan, I always appreciate your time, man. Dog Nation, it's uh, it's it's been a good year for dogs, and it just keeps getting better. The rich get richer, and uh, we're here to tell you guys all about it. And appreciate you guys stopping by. And as always, you know what it is. Off the the leash. I do it for the dogs.